sip the tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat. And I am Z. Good morning, so. good afternoon, good evening, good whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever all it of that. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's good? Um, so nothing. I, I realized I was telling you guys early that I set myself up. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I volunteered to be a room parent for my my daughter's school. And I'm thinking that room parent stuff is just like nothing major. Oh no, it's a lot. It is a commitment. And I found out <laughs> yesterday checking our um, family email uh-huh. and all of the stuff that I'm required to do. And I was like, oh, I did not know that this is what I was signing up for. On the, <coughs> on the, um, how can I say this? Uh, back end, uh-huh. it will, well, on the flip side, even though it's a lot. I will be able to uh, get all our hours done because you have to volunteer up to 30 hours. And so, yes, for the school year or oh, and, oh. and whatever you haven't don't like whatever time you haven't donated, they then convert that into money. And so then you have to give the money to the school. Oh. It's not a bad thing. Um, it's not a big issue because um, you know, then that the school is going to have the resources necessary to do the things that it needs to do. Um, So I, um, I'm a room parent. And so my first assignment is Halloween. (laughs) Oh, wait, what? What? Yes. So Halloween. So basically I have to contact the parents in the classroom, the, the, the parents of the students in the classroom, ask them if they're either going to donate something for this particular party or, any and or future parties and if not will they be willing to just give up $35 at the beginning of the this season so uh-huh. that that money could be spread out over the course of the year um and then it's a short turnaround time so you know Halloween is on the 31st so I have to have all of this done by this week I have confirmation from parents that they're actually going to contribute something And then have them contribute it. It's just like they have to do sign up genius. It's a lot. Now for someone who's type A like me, I'm, I'm up for the challenge, but I really did not anticipate it being this. So, um, but I say this because we had this conversation and this kind of ties into what the topic of the day is, which is trauma bonding and codependency and all this other stuff. Um, I'm trying to break generational curses with my child I'm trying to heal my inner child in the process so this is definitely one of those things that I wish my mother was able to do with me like volunteer participate Uh in PTA just get really involved and it's not that my mom I don't think it's not that I that I think my mom just didn't want to do it it's and this isn't an indictment on her it's that I don't think she had the time my mom was a single parent two children very young trying to work she couldn't take, she didn't have the luxury that I have right. to take a day off, to take time off of work and it not really affect my bottom dollar. Like I could take off now. True. I'm not losing a day of pay. Right. Okay. I'm not. And, um, and I can balance both. Right. Because I, I, I was telling right. Tisha this earlier that I made a conscious decision after COVID to really do a, a work-life balance for myself. I just want to... Understood. I don't want to work to... I don't want to live to work. I want to work to live, if that makes sense. Like, I am only working so that I can afford to live the lifestyle lifestyle that I choose to live. Like, to take my trips and to do all of that. That's why I'm very firm with my boundaries. 6.30. I get up at 6.30. Well, I start work at 6.30. (laughs) and I get off at three and you know that works for me and you know there are sacrifices that that I've I've decided I'm going to make like career advancement for example like I have opportunities to really move forward in my career right now and I'm contemplating if that's really where I want to be like my daughter's four I'm 45 Am I 45? Yes, I'm yeah, 45. Yeah, I just turned 46. Yes, so I'm 45, and I'm just really 
more concerned right now with making sure that she has a good quality of life than me trying yeah. to exceed, not succeed, exceed um, at work. And um, right. so if that's me being a room parent all year, just for me being a room parent, I'll tell you this though, this is the last year they gonna catch my ass doing this <laughs> shit. You gotta, you can like get it done and be out the way. Yes. Now you're good. <laughs> And you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the year. Kind of get it like a little break. Yeah, um, I will be. <laughs> he said, oh, I will be. <laughs> I will be. I done. will be. <laughs> so, yeah, on my end, I'm just really sad. Um, my beloved Duchess um, is kind of going through some things. She got hit this week by a lady in a Tesla. And my baby was parked. Minding her own business. While I was in Marshall's scouting out stuff for my clients for their upcoming events came outside there was all these people and there's cops and a car and i'm like why is my truck in the middle of the parking lot that can't be my truck oh but it was and then this nice old man came up to buy me and said ma'am is that your truck yes he said damn i'm sorry thanks sir thanks so Ooh. the lady hit my truck she jumped a median it was parked and mine's the only one that had to be towed and she hit four other cars including so it's five total hmm. yeah all expensive ones my volvo a mercedes another volvo and two lexuses and hers was a tesla and her husband had a bmw where he came up and picked her up later but yeah whatever so i'm just gonna you know i'm a little traumatized so i don't i know this isn't exactly in sync with what we're talking about per se but the name of the show is <laughs> trauma bonding and codependency but i am traumatized right now by the fact that I've only had her a year and I just left the dealership for her and made her appointment for her yearly maintenance and then this happened so yeah so I'm I'm kind of really traumatized right now a bit distraught and uh thankful that I wasn't in the car there were no injuries I probably should have led with that but you know what I'm still in this distraught mode so we're gonna see what happens and hope the insurance gods give me a brand new one with the butter interior that I love. And we can keep it moving. Because I need it for my business. <laughs> Anywho. So you know. I think we're going to take a break. And uh, go. No, no break yet? No breaks. No. We're going to the <laughs> See? Tea. I'm sorry y'all. I am traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. Maybe that's what it's so lovely. I need a break. I can't catch a break, y'all. If it's not a, if it's not some health issues, it's a car stuff. You sister need a break. I'm just I'm just yeah. I'm trauma bonded to trauma at this point. Proceed. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, we we also know we don't realize is that our producer is in our thing but isn't in our thing. It's just a lot going on this morning. Let's just say. <coughs> metro. Is it Metro? No, green? it is. Not the metro it's a full green. moon. <laughs> full moon. And we're in um, Mercury retrograde. I thought Mer Mercury retrograde ended. I think there's a tail in some. some. It's Libra season. It's full moon. And moon is in some. some. I don't even know. We'll have to bring it back, Heather. I feel like we always it are It feels in a, like a it. Mercury, like every 45 days. I feel like <laughs> we're in uh, Mercury does. retrograde. Yes, it ended on the second. Well, it feels like it's lingering. <coughs> excuse me. And I would like it does. And excuse me, mm -hmm. y'all. I'm I'm coughing still because I got yeah, the COVID cough. So this let me tell you, this she didn't turn. Oh, that's right. She did too, y'all. It yes, it triggers my asthma. I am just September had been trash, so I'm still kind of dealing with everything but you know what like Kendrick Lamar said we gonna be all that part right. <laughs> because I will say I'm glad you said that because I did sell since we last recorded I celebrated my 46th birthday so and I'm very thankful for that so I want to be grateful and give acknowledgement to that because I didn't think I would be here so um due to all my health issues you know what I think that deserves a round of applause look <laughs> oh, 
Y'all, it's just that kind of day. Y'all just. <laughs> this morning is so. <laughs> this recording is so chaotic. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Did y'all hear my round of applause? Thank you, Z, for that round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. You're yes. welcome. So I'm very happy. To be, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, do y'all know where that's from? <laughs> Drop it in the comments if you know where that's from. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thankful that we are going into this going I get to do this whole around the sun thing another year and I would get to do it with the podcast and I'm just really thankful that I'm here to see it and you know Good. even though the dust is <coughs> dwindling right now and other things are going on I'm thankful things are cool and I'm present and accounted for so yes so let's get in. Our producer is telling us we need to get some tea on the table. Thank you. Now moving on to tea on the table. Or tea of the day. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> oh, I hope y'all enjoying this ride with us this morning because we sure are. Let me tell you. So, I'm giving Zia a minute to get her self together. Okay, go ahead with the tea of the day disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to do that, right? Um, Not tea experts. Talk to your doctor. Don't try to cure COVID with tea. We're not affiliated with any of these companies. And that's all I got. (laughs) Oh, the way I almost spit out my tea. When she said that last part, don't try to cure COVID with tea. <laughs> it may help, but it, it's not going to cure it. It's it, but it may it help. Cure it. Let me say, it. It. it may soothe yeah, some it's... of the symptoms. So the tea on the table. <laughs> so the tea on the table today is the feel good. It's from the Feel Good Tea Company. In light of what we're talking about, I wanted to make sure that we kind of had a high point. In, in looking at what we can embrace with tea and making us feel good. So they have these tea and personalized gifts from Dubai and they come to get, they come in so many cute little um, packaging. They come in like a leather cylindrical packaging. They come in like a, in a box and stuff like that. You can customize your tea and it's all loose leaf. Um, and then there's some with health benefits and whatnot. So Best of all, you know, you can look forward to um, your gift being unique and one of a kind as they provide these gifts that are sourced from Dubai. So I encourage you to look that up. They're called the Feel Good Tea Company and they're coming out of Dubai and they have a lot of great packages and a whole bunch of different teas. There were too many to list. So I just wanted to highlight the company itself. I mean, that's so that's pretty good because I think this is the time of season where a lot of people mm-hmm. like to give gifts even mm-hmm. before the holidays, right? <coughs> and with a lot of mm-hmm. respiratory infections mm-hmm. on the rise now, COVID yes. still wreaking havoc, the flu. All of that. This is definitely something that would be good to give to someone. They're really pretty. Who is dealing with like something like I am where... I'm trying not to cough. <laughs> right. But I am. Understood. So, um, and teas are definitely, like yeah. I say, comforting. It's that time of the year just wanna, where like, snuggle I up. would appreciate a tea gift. Yeah. Because the, the, the leaves are changing. The mm-hmm. temperatures are dropping. This is my favorite time yeah, of the, the year. The chunky so. sweater and a, you know, a nice cup of tea. And chilling when it's not too cold. Like outside today, it's kind of brisk, but it's just really nice. A mm-hmm. nice fall day. Yes, you know? absolutely. So I highly recommend so, um, looking into these. Um, hot tea. I don't have a whole lot because there are people that are doing things out in the streets that I really don't yeah. care for. And I yeah. don't want to talk about. So... <coughs> I don't have a lot other than Beyonce. I need you to drop the visuals already. <laughs> Where are the visuals, sis? I've been listening over to over this again. album for 
365 years and yet to see a visual. You keep dropping these <laughs> Tiffany like little commercials, but I need full visuals. That's funny. I don't need TikTok dances to your song. I need full dances. visuals. So where are they, sis? <coughs> um, let's see if there's anything else worth talking about. No. <laughs> I, I mean, there is no. something that I could talk about, but I refuse to give yes. that clown so any additional attention. About, so, so, um, so, yeah, so that's all the hot tea we have. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to collect ourselves. <laughs> and we'll be right back with the topic of the day, which is trauma bonding and codependence. And we're back. So as you guys know, we mentioned our topic today is trauma bonding and codependency. So kind of giving you guys a, to paint the picture, have you guys ever seen a friend or relationship that's clearly toxic and unhealthy and you wonder why they they chose to stay with their partner, why they haven't left yet or why they keep dealing with everything? And it's often easier for people on the outside of a relationship to recognize the signs of an abusive relationship. So October is in uh, Intimate Partner Violence Month. Um, it's also called uh, Domestic Violence Month, but we all know that you don't have to be in a domestic situation within someone to be on the other end of intimate partner violence. So that is something that's a little bit more all-inclusive in that terminology. So as far as trauma bonding, what is it? It's a major part of an abusive relationship. It's an example that's difficult to detect from inside a relationship. And it's due to the constant manipulation at the hands of the abuser, which is oftentimes may may present itself with narcissistic uh, personality disorder tendencies. Um, and why do people, people want to know, like, why does it happen? Why do we continue to, why do people continue to stay in those situations when you're with a manipulative partner? Um you know, we're going to try to talk, touch base on all of those things. But to give you a better idea, you know, trauma bonding refers to a strong emotional bond that develops between a survivor of a prolonged abuse and the perpetrator of the abuse. This bond can be responsible for keeping a trauma survivor in a toxic and sometimes potentially fatal relationship with their abuser. And a lot of times, you know, we've talked about this throughout the, the course of the show, that um, folks may be trauma bonded for this, that, and the other. And I think for us to clarify what I think we thought it meant, that people in relationships that have trauma are bonded to each other because of their similar trauma. And in fact, that's not necessarily the case. You're trauma bonded to someone, to your abuser. That's the, the, the way it's been characterized. So, um, and a lot of that leads to codependency. And which is a learned behavior while you're in a trauma-bonded relationship, you know, and, you know, it's a learned behavior. It can be passed down from one generation to another. And it's a behavioral and emotional condition that affects an individual's ability to have a healthy, mutually satisfying relationship. It's also known as a relationship mm. addiction. So most people just say, oh, you're codependent, right? Ooh, wait a minute. Relationship, relationship addiction, addiction, right? So when you, and, and after giving the the, um, the definition of it, because I want to make sure that I'm not misconstruing um, it, because I know what we may have thought it was and what it actually is. Because I think our perception right. of, oh, you're being codependent or you're being trauma bonded because of social media and whatnot, we kind of make up our own or expand the, the interpretations or the actual definitions mm -hmm. and then lean into an interpretation which may not be the truest form of the intended word. Right, because right. trauma bonding, a lot of people have always, and I have too, thought that it meant like you yeah. have your shared trauma, I have my shared trauma, we get together and we bond over the trauma yeah. that we've experienced. That's what I've always thought yeah. trauma bonding to be. I literally always yeah. thought it to be that. But then when we started to do our research on this particular topic, I realized that that is not what trauma not bonding is. And it's important, like you said, because, <clears throat> 
excuse me, we get on social media and you see all these people throwing out <clears throat> all of these terms. And these are definitely topics. These terms are definitely topics that we're going to get into more and more. But like you hear people throwing out yes. narcissistic behavior, you hear trauma bonding, toxic. And a lot of these topics, phrases, concepts have been watered Correct. down through social media or um yeah watered down thinned out to make it seem like everything that you see is toxic or trauma or narcissistic and for a lot of these things you have to be clinically diagnosed therapy helps you figure out if these things are going on (laughs) like i've never even heard of codependency also being known as relationship addiction but it makes sense. Yeah. Complete. It makes because sense. Because you think about your, you're addicted to that person just like if it was any other substance, so to speak. That you're addicted to them to stay in the situation regardless of what's going on. And we all know, well, for those of us in the field, we know when it comes to an addiction, it kind of takes on a life of its own. So when people ask you, well, why haven't you left? Why are you taking all the abuse? It's it's you're codependent on that person in an addictive manner, so you you need that person in your in your mind in the state that you're in to continue the relationship and to give yourself value, whether it's skewed or not, and oftentimes it is. It's still the reality of what's happening for a lot of folks, and unfortunately, so just as a highlight, so there's some common risk factors that come along with this. Um, and it can trauma bonding, you know, can happen to everyone and anyone and regardless of what the social media says, but it is it is maybe predetermined or it, it happens more among people with poor mental health, have low self-esteem. When you're financially in a bind, you may be inclined to stay with somebody because financially you can't go anywhere. So you just kind of take it. You don't have a support system that you can lean on. And then, of course, things that we had talked about or even when in regards to past trauma like what what we had thought about that had that would lead to these types of behaviors or accepting these types of behaviors and then you know you don't have an identity or you're being bullied and so you just kind of take it so Mm. think about that so if you're in a um in an abusive codependent relationship for the bully per bullier and the bully that's that's a situation where there's some trauma bonding because you just keep giving into the bully because you don't want to deal with whatever outcomes by by nature of your self-esteem, your mental health, your whole situation, you know, puts you in a bind and you don't know how to deal with that, you know. But right. it makes these risk factors make it much more difficult to recognize um, toxicity in a person um, because you're in a right. disadvantage. So you're not going to look for that. You're going to only acknowledge and celebrate the high points regardless right. of your state but it is still right but it's still possible to recognize the signs of trauma bonding right. in a relationship um and it's important that many of us recognize some of the most common signs of trauma bonding because it would help us to have a better i guess under better understanding of what could be happening to you or a loved one So here are some signs that you should know um, that would lead you to to believe or lead you to suspect that a person is experiencing trauma bonding. They feel indebted to the abuser. Um, You know, an abuser is always going to want to be in control. And there's always going to be some type of manipulation or tactic that they use to make someone feel as though they're always going to be indebted to them. Sometimes it's domestic violence, um, and that could be physical, can be emotional, can be mental. Um, and I think, and financial too, right? Like, yeah. like you said, there are, are ways that people yeah. use money to control somebody. Now, I'm indebted to you because I owe right. you all of this money. You helped me get this house you helped me with my kids and now I'm indebted to you. Um, You know, and the abuser will hang these things over Mm -hmm. your head to make you feel bad. Even about the smallest little things that they may have done for you. Right. Um, 
And then you'll feel bad because for some reason you feel like, well, if I didn't, then this wouldn't be happening when that's not, not the case, right? <clears throat> um, a lot of people protect the abuser. We see these in stories all the time where someone steps in and they're trying to help somebody and then they themselves get hurt or killed for stepping in and, and getting themselves involved in a situation. Um, and sometimes the person will protect the abuser. No, you're not going right. to put your hands on them. You're or not going to get charges. Involved. You know, <clears throat> right? I'm not going to press charges. I'm not. You know, he's fine. He's just had a rough mm-hmm. day. He's just. She they just, just. They just. There's always a but. Right. Just. Yeah. Right. Um, covering negative negative emotions. Um. Negative emotions are prevalent in people who are being abused, but they don't want anybody else to notice them. And so there are people in your life that are probably in abusive relationships that have done a very good job of hiding that and hiding all of the negative and covering up all of the negative emotions that come with being in that type of relationship. They don't want their abuser to notice their emotion, right? Because if you are in an abusive relationship and your abuser notices that you feel some type of way about what's happening in a negative con- context, then that sometimes brings on more abuse. Yeah, that's true. It puts you in that position because now the person is like, oh, you think <coughs> this is how you see me and it perpetrates other activities. Right. Or the, the abuser starts um, <clears throat> yes. playing the victim. Oh, so you, 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 now you're trying to make me feel bad. You know that I love mm-hmm. you and you know that sometimes I can't control my emotions or you know that that's not how it really is. Oh, so now you're just going to leave me like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You just are just like every other person in my life who's always left. So now I'm trying to make you feel guilty for doing what you know, you for feeling the emotions that you are supposed to feel right. in these types of situations. Right. Um, And if this is happening to you, this is a clear sign that you are trauma bonding. You are letting that trauma that you feel bond yourself to this person who is causing you all of this turmoil. That's that's crazy. It's like it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Because then you start (laughs) like with with the whole, you know, making excuses or protecting the abuser because then you. I think for for some of us that may have been, or for some people that may have been in a similar situation, you're not only just protecting the abuser, it's like you're protecting and justifying your own actions as to why you stay. Because you're thinking, well, I know I'm mm-hmm. a smart person. I know I wouldn't let this thing happen normally. So clearly it's just they're having a bad day. Let me give them a bit of grace and let it go by. And and they right, but you don't see it as that because you're trying to protect yourself as well, as well as the abuser right. and what right. they are doing to you and those around you. Right, right. <clears throat> and it's it, and and like you say, like it's interesting that you just said those around you because one of the other signs that there's some trauma bonding going on is that your friends and your family don't support your relationship. Now there are different levels of support. There are different levels of not supporting, right? Um, and you have to kind of figure out if your friends and family aren't supporting your relationship, what is uh-huh. that rooted in, right? Because it's not always rooted in trauma. It could be just rooted in, you just an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> right. you just dumb. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and not to make it so simplistic, but it's not always as, you know, um, how can I put this? It's not always as just... Um, I don't even know chaotic or it's not always some like very strong reason so you have to yes big you have to kind of figure it out but we do know that from you know when people are in these trauma bonding situations that the friends and family can see it and they can see much better than you can because I think a lot of times like yes those of us from the outside if we see certain like we can we know but we're, we're like are we sore but we know something is kind of off right and then you know we've also talked about you don't want anybody in your business in a relationship so where's mm-hmm. that fine line and i think that's that's 
one of the things that when it comes to family and friends, that's really hard to, to deal with in trauma bonding because yeah, we, yeah. we're quick to be like, you know, everybody's relationship is private. People need to stay out of your business to not complicate your relationship. But then at what point do you let people in your relationship because it's a life or death situation? Like, how do you, def- like, where right. is that benchmark? Because that's a moving target. Right. Because we all know if we see our friends hurting and, and we could be like, yeah, man, whatever, F that person, da-da-da-da, leave them alone. And we may just be chatting, but then that person may really be going through something, but we may not want to mm-hmm. intrude. Right, right, right. No, actually, I, that, those are facts. Um I think one of the one of the most I think strangest aspects of just trauma bonding. I don't want to say strange, but one of the things that I I I when I read this I was like, "Whoa, this is wow, this is a lot." Um playing multiple roles for the abuser. And the reason why I said this is a lot is because you're, some people are in relationships, and, and especially if you're married. Sometimes, as women, we do play multiple <laughs> roles for our heads. I think that's part of a marriage right? part, isn't I mean, it? Yes. If you are married, Six you play. Hats. Sometimes you have multiple yes, roles right. in your relationship. But there's a difference between playing multiple roles in a healthy relationship, yes. a normal marriage, a normal partnership. And when it like teeters into the level of this person is being is is abusive, you are now trauma bonded to this person. And this is why you are carrying on these several roles or wearing several hats, right? An abuser to whom you are trauma bonded to is going to look at you to be their lover, their best friend, their parent, their therapist, their teacher, their babysitter, um, their accountant, their everything, right? Um. And then when you take on all these on all these roles, you are being taken advantage of. And then you are developing an even stronger right. trauma bond to this person because you feel like you need to be all of mm-hmm. these things to the abuser. And and I can't leave them because if I leave them now, how are right. they going to survive? How are they going to live? But that ain't the bag that you're supposed to carry. In a healthy marriage... <clears throat> You may have to be your spouse's calendar, mm-hmm. help them As their schedule helpmate. doctor's appointments, remind them you need to go to the dentist. You have to get your prostate check. You need to get your mammogram. You have to there. there it may be that you have to do that sometimes. But if you're doing that all the time and that partner isn't contributing or pouring into the relationship. And when you don't do one of those things, if you decide to no longer take on that Hat, put that hat on and take on that role it's that then causes a lot of turmoil and abuse in your relationship that is trauma bonding mm-hmm. and you need to get out of that mm-hmm. it's hard though it is and I'm, I'm speaking from somebody who has who understands the experience mm-hmm. of trauma bonding it's it's easier right. said and than I think done. we all have trauma bonding it, situations no matter, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of your situation. And it's not just romantic. Right. You can be trauma bonded to your friends, to your family, you know, mm-hmm. to to a to a boss, you know, in your or, yes. or a yes. coworker. It is not, you know, yes. that coworker that always undermines you or that um man explain mansplains or talks over you or takes your ideas in a me- in a meeting and then they just keep you know, pulling and pulling and pulling from you and you never speak up and they take all your shit and use it as theirs. And you're like, I can't believe that happened. And that, you know, there's some people that in a work situation, they'll just be, they'll just be like, it's okay. It's, it's not, my idea wasn't as good or, or something like that, but they'll keep going to that person and sharing what's going on with work or their ideas with work. And then they get used right. and those those thoughts are usurped for something else and then that other person gets the the glory but you keep going back because that person is right. like oh you know that was a good idea da, da, da. It, it can manifest in so many different ways it can and 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 it's 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 also because sometimes a lot of us not even a lot but people who are trauma bonded have yes. a weakened sense of self 
And so when you have a weakened sense of self, it is easier for you, you're, you become more susceptible to, to trauma bonding because you don't really know who mm-hmm. you are. And that could be from childhood trauma. That could be from other relationships that have traumaed you. I, we had this conversation. I think I see more trauma bonding in friendships yes. than I've seen in Speak actual romantic Speak relationships. On Speak I've on it. I've seen it. I've experienced being in situations like, why am I allowing this person to treat me like this and they're supposed right. to be my friend well well if everybody else is still their friend and everybody else is still hanging around them then it's really me it's not them i'm the problem not them because clearly right. if everybody else is fine with them that is then such it's a good my illustration problem. of that because if you think of your friend groups just in general people will do that they will defer and be like it must be me so i'm just gonna you know suck it up and keep it moving right i'm just gonna continue to let this person talk to me and not check them because i don't want to but you think about it if you have a friend group and there's a there's one person or two people in your group that is causing you trauma bonding but because our relationships are different with our respective friends and our respective friend groups the other folks in the friend group may not be experiencing that person the way you are and so because of that if you say something down it could cause ripple effects throughout the friend group and folks looking at you sideways like you the troublemaker so that you're like you know what i'm gonna just be mm-hmm. quiet and keep taking it right and that's right. abuse in its own way right yeah you know and right. what are you supposed to do yes yeah and, and i mean that's how you feel like what mm-hmm. am i supposed to do and i think it's it's easier to find yourself in the situation mm-hmm. when you're younger and you're still trying to yeah. find your people and you're still trying to figure out who you are and what you stand for. Um, and if in your younger years, you do put yourself in a situation, well, in, in your younger years, if you do find yourself having a weakened sense of self, mm-hmm. a weakened identity, so to speak, you are going to find yourself in these friendships, relationships more often. But it's interesting to talk about how people mm-hmm. become susceptible to. Yeah to this to trauma it happens all the time and you know we've alluded to a lot of that already people with relational and emotional trauma um are usually targeted and by perpetrators um intentionally like some individuals who know that they're that know that they have this one up on somebody will look for people who have a weakened Mm -hmm. sense of self and latch on Mm -hmm. to that and become like an emotional vampire among other things to keep you in that cycle mm-hmm. um but on the flip mm-hmm. side of that even though there are people that look out for those with a weakened son to self there are others on the other extreme that look for people who are strong driven educated and fiercely independent so that they can feel superior to them when they break them down it's like a goal for them they're like mm-hmm. oh that person thinks they're too good i'm about to knock them down a couple and do you hear it how it is? It is calculated. That is it is that is fucked up. That is sorry for my life, but that is. And and the sad thing is, there are people out there who who will latch yes. themselves to people like that because, and they do it exactly. because they have a weakened sense of self, and they want everybody else around them to feel the way that they feel. But this is let me tell you something. And I've always said this, and I will continue to say this words don't hurt you you can come and say whatever you want to say to Zarifa you could call me fat you can call me ugly you could call me broke you could call me everything but a child of God whatever (laughs) everything but a child of God and I'm gonna look at you like you're crazy because words are that they're words I can say whatever I want it doesn't make it true I can say that I am president of the United States I am not just because I said it doesn't make it true right but the action is what bothers me. And this is an action. You intentionally yes, set sadistic. out to destroy sadistic. me. That is a sadistic behavior that is focused, calculating, conniving. I'm going to take over this person's life and F them over so that I can feel right. better about, about myself. Um and then other folks that are susceptible to this are people who will put a lot of value on the good times, bringing in something that like 
from one of our other shows, like the toxic positivity. People who focus on the good times Ooh. all the time to kind of deflect from the bad times may be susceptible to this. Because they're like, oh, it's not too bad. The good oh, yeah. times were great. Da, 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 da. Oh, he's just having a bad day. But everything is great. Everything is peachy. And that may... Or when you make yes. excuses for your friends. Oh, that's just how they are. Oh, you know yeah. that they're Gemini. Oh, you know that's that they're Scorpio. Are. Oh, you know it's Mercury retrograde. Oh, you know the the, the sun is going backwards. <laughs> right. Whatever this is. And that shit very is. well may be true. But. <laughs> but. 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 <laughs> but. And yeah, it's just kind of, you know, they, folks that may try to take onus for stuff and then be like, if something happens, they take the blame. Um, even though there's clear indication it is not their fault, but they try to take the blame to make everything just smooth over because they want a quick fist. Like in Goodwill Hunting, yeah. like in Goodwill Hunting, when Robin, Robin, I will call him Robin Thicke. <laughs> Robin Williams, yes. Robin Williams, right? But he kept saying to Matt Damon, right. it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And he kept laughing it off. Oh, man, go ahead with that. Your fault. It's not your fault. And he had said it so much that it finally broke him down. And he had to, like, contend with the fact yes. that I've been carrying this guilt over something. And it's mm-hmm. not my fault. It wasn't me. And that's a lot. Because that's already, like, coming from that other trauma. And he, they were trauma bonded to that mm-hmm. situation because of what happened to him in that movie. And mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. get that through. And whatever walls that person had to build up to protect themselves mm-hmm. from that sinking in. And now and if someone taps into that, that's a whole other can of worms. And let me tell you I, uh, something that I think is trauma bonding. That, and, and some people are going to disagree with me. I don't give a damn. I was the the movie the Tyler Perry, I think it's a Tyler Perry movie. It, if not, it's Tyler Perry esque. No, it's Tyler Perry. The movie with uh Kimberly Wait, he in the bubbles Elise in the tub and the, yes, yes, that was trauma bonding. Cause let me tell you something, <laughs> you is definitely not gonna treat me like that, Woo! and I'm gonna take your black ass hell to the no 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 no. I am not gonna do it. But think about that. Is that-, that is such a good example because think about the generations of that movie and, and it happened in one of the other Tyler Perry movies where the women, because we're married, regardless of how the man treat, and I'm just doing in this in this context, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. regardless of what the man put that woman through, trauma or not. She gonna stick beside him. <laughs> she, you gonna, gonna stick, stick that's my him. man, I'm gonna stick beside him. <laughs> I'm not nursing you back to health. I'm gonna let your ass drown. Square, Square business. With them bubbles, them y'all bubbles know them bubbles. Into... Just bubbling up, just looking at them like Ooh. I ain't got it in me. God ain't through with me yet. And guess what? He ain't in that part. Me and God just gonna have to agree to disagree because that is never gonna happen. But you know, think about that. But it's like that's a general. That's like I think we're generational curses if we're gonna use that terminology. Um, which is quite popular now, come into play because that's what women yeah. historically, because of the economic situation, women did not have a choice. Pastors. Pastors. Right. Yes. Pastors, politicians, celebrities. Big mama, your celebrities. These people have been trauma bonded to these people. There's no way in hell. And I'm not saying that it's, trust me, I'm not above. <laughs> all of this trust me when I tell you but what I'm telling you is uh-huh. I've learned that no I, I to save myself it's not even about me right. now it's about my daughter I'm definitely not going to allow my daughter to see trauma bonding so then she could go with some dusty someone somebody's dusty son and then dusty. trauma bond to him dusty son but think no. about that because that you think about how that gets passed on because if the trauma bonding is something that if your child is there, they can see what your behavior is without knowing that that's what's trauma bonding is going on. So that's a learned behavior. Right. That becomes a learned behavior. And, and But 
it's also like you said with people who have yes. certain personalities. If you are a if you have an addictive personality, this is something that's probably going to you're going to be susceptible to it. And it's not to say that you're yeah. going to find yourself in it. It's just that you are susceptible to it. I have an addictive personality. So there are things I just will never do because I know I will become an addict. And that right. is, those are facts. Like, and I'm not trying to like make light of stuff, but there's just certain mm-hmm. things I know I could never engage in because I would be, right. I would become right. an and addict. And it's unfortunately, yeah. And people, I mean, outside the fact that I don't want to do a lot of stuff. But... Fair point. Fair point. Um, and no, and I think the the one thing I think that speaking to the conniving and sadistic part that we were talking about earlier, a lot of individuals on the receiving end of this already have pre existing mental health illness or or concerns mm-hmm. that they have yet to discover from anxiety, bipolar, um, depression, and mm-hmm. then folks, you know, lean into that like we were saying, and they're like, oh, this person's depressed. This person needs you know mm-hmm. affirmations or even like love languages they may mm-hmm. leverage love languages to make that person feel better about what's going on because they figured out what that mm-hmm. person needs or thrives off of and then if they're sensitive to rejection i think this is a really huge one because for people that don't want to be Ooh, yeah. rejected <clears throat> and they would need to feel needed or they want to make everything fixed they're more inclined to put up with or find themselves in these situations yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And the thing is, is people are smart. Like a lot of we're saying this about people who are trauma bonded. A lot of people who are trauma Thank bonded you. are not dumb people. Yes. They're CEOs and companies. You know, they're running five, Fortune uh-huh. 500 companies. You know, these are people with PhDs. It's, and it does not mean a lot of letters behind their status. names. It's not. It, it doesn't. Does it doesn't. And, you know, so. There are are stages of trauma bonding that a lot of us have probably experienced and maybe not have gotten to the full level of trauma bonding. You know, you start Mm -hmm. with love bombing, right? Um, Because we can always say, oh, the red flags are there. But sometimes, and I'll tell you, you know, because we were talking about this during the prep for this. I was like, you know, one of the things I had dealt with in therapy was like, I said to myself, I can't trust my own judgment. I feel as though... I cannot trust my own judgment. And I second guess myself a lot when I make decisions. And it's like, is this the right thing for me? Is this the right relationship? Is this the right, you know, whatever. And so, you know, a lot of us sometimes may see the red flags, but because we've been through so much trauma or turmoil in the past, and maybe we're working through that, we sometimes say, well, maybe this isn't a red flag. This is something that's a carryover from the issues that I had right. in my past relationship, right? So one of those situations where that could occur is love bombing. And love bombing is basically like this sudden intense attempt to like create this relationship, this strong bond with the other person. Like, you know, and it's excessive flattery. It's high praise. It's gifts. It's stuff that happens at the very beginning of a relationship that you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, this might be a bit too much. You know what I mean? Like, right, flowers right. are fine. The flowers in the Tiffany bracelet, and you've only known this person for two weeks, uh-huh. that might be a bit excessive. Now, it hey. ain't tricking if he got it. And it ain't tricking if she got it. So for right, because that's, that's their nothing, love language. Right? That's, that's what Tuesday. they do. They give gifts. <laughs> they, you know, it's no big deal. Right. right. Right, that's a Tuesday for them. But you have to discern if that is them or if that is them trying to now control you through this love bombing, right? They're telling you, I can see myself having kids with you three weeks into the relationship. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're doing too much, sir. You're doing too much, ma'am. What are you, what what is all of this? Um, And sometimes the love bombing can be subtle. Mm. It can be gradual to the point where you're sucked in. It's too far gone. And now they got you, right? It's too far gone. Um, Other stages of trauma bonding, trust and dependency, right? So now I've gotten you to trust me and become dependent upon me, right? And this doesn't have to happen immediately. That's the thing. You could be in a relationship with somebody, yep. they build up trust, and now they're saying, I got you. Don't worry, baby. I'm going to put you in this high-rise apartment mm, so you, you ain't got to worry about it. I'm going to pay for those classes so that you can get your cosmetology degree. I'm going, I'm going. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to help you, boo. I'm going to help you. And then you become dependent upon them, right? Because now they're paying your bills. 
They're yes. like, oh, you go to school. Yes. I'll pay your bills. You just focus on school. It's some I people call those bills. sugar daddies. I got your bills. But. Right. Exactly. But some of that is not exactly. sugar daddy. It's not. Um, so now that you've trusted and depended upon them, they start to criticize you. Oh, you're lazy. Oh, you need to work out. Oh, you need to get your hair and nails done. Why are you walking around in those ratty clothes? Why are you, why, why are you doing that? Why are you there? Why are you here? Who, like, and then you're like, whoa, whoa. But you're so dependent upon them. You, you, they've got you to be yeah. this person who has now become dependent upon them. You are like, oh, this is just, he's yeah. just in a mood. She's just in a mood. Then it's manipulation mm, and gaslighting. That gaslighting. Oh, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. I didn't say that. You didn't hear that. I didn't do that. What are you saying? And then you've then decided to resign and give up. I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I'm trying everything. I'm just going to just give in. And giving in, you're giving up. You have resigned to the fact that now this person controls you. You lose yourself. And then the addiction starts to be yeah. in a cycle because now they'll love bomb you they'll get you to trust and depend upon them again and then that shit just starts all over so how do you break free from that because that's what we here are always trying to do we try to give you the information and then try to help you maneuver through whatever it is that you're going through so if you are somebody currently that's in a trauma bonded situation or if you are someone who's watching someone be trauma bonded how are you going to help them break free? And 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 I preface this with a big um, asterisk. Natalie and I are not therapists, but we've yes. gone to therapy enough. We've been in a lot of situations yes. that we talk about. So we're able to just talk to you from a place of understanding, a place of support, mm-hmm. a place of love, a place experiences. of genuine, con- yes, care and concern, and from lived experiences. So... It's important to provide that person with a strong support system, even in the, in the times that you don't think they need it. And I'm going to share something with you. I was going through something, and this is, I won't go into too much, too much detail of this episode. We'll get into it next episode. I was going through something, and I, I was young, and a lot of my friends during that time, and, and I'm going to say it this way, and it, they may perceive it a different way, but I'm going to say it this way, abandoned me right during this time period like and I think that that's the worst thing you can do when you're seeing or know that your friend is going through something yes it may be difficult yes it may be hard but the worst thing you could do is just like I'm just not going to deal with them anymore if this is the situation they find themselves in I have to walk away yes you can protect Mm -hmm. your peace in that still but trust me when I tell you if you don't if you just stop your friend is just going to get deeper into whatever situation it is. Because trust me when I tell you, the abuser is yeah. telling that person. I told you. See, your friends don't care about you. I'm the only one that cares. They're not even calling yeah. you. They're not checking up on you. They're not. The isolation. They're not here. And that is what their friend. <coughs> right. And that is what the abuser wanted all, the, all along. They've isolated you now. Because your friends, your family, they've turned their back. And I know it's hard for, to hear this. And, and, and to be like, I can't, I, you have to stay the course because your friend needs that love and support. Your family member needs that love and support to know that if they have to get out of the situation, they can't, because think about it. If they, if they do find the right. strength to leave, where are they going to go? You're not talking to them. You're not dealing that is with such them. A good so now point. where are they going to go? That is such what are a they going to do? What are, where are they going to go? And I'm not saying that you have to, I know it's hard to watch somebody that you love and care about go through that. But you still have to try to find a way to be there for them and manage your peace, balance your peace. Because I'm telling you from experience, if your friend is going through something that traumatic and they don't have the support system, they're getting deeper and deeper indebted into that and and embedded in that relationship. And it is going to be hard to pull them out. So they need to have a very good support system. And, um, you know there you as a friend could help your friend without them knowing plan a quiet conflict-free way to leave the situation sometimes that's difficult i trust me when i tell you it can be done very 
yes it can be done it can be done we are speaking from experience both of us you need to have that person you you need that yes you need to have that that a person um and you have to understand that you know if you are in that situation that your friends really do love you and they care about you and sometimes it's hard to see that but that you can you can leave and you will be okay you will be okay um and you know a lot of times because the cycle of of trauma bonding goes it it just continues and it cycles a lot of times the, the victim of it does feel a little isolated um and they start to lack a sense of identity and as a friend or support system you can keep telling them you're great you're wonderful you don't you don't want to call them fine send them text messages I just want you to know that I love you, that yeah. I'm always here for you. We're not talking right now, but I will never, ever, ever leave your side. I will never, ever turn my back on you. You will always have me in your corner. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are great. You can do all right. things. Just keep reinforcing that because I'm telling you, on the opposite side, they're hearing, you ain't right. shit. You ain't never going to be shit. Nobody likes you. Nobody it's wants you. You're dumb, you're fat, you're broke, you're poor. You're here with me. You can't go nowhere. You can't do nothing. You need to counter that. Provide them with a telephone number. If you need to get out, call this number. Here are shelters. Here's a plan in place. Um, You know, and then when they get out, have therapist numbers readily available. Let's get you into therapy. I'll come with you to your first session if they'll let me. I'll hold your hand. I'll drive you there. Those are all great ways. Those are all great ways. And then I think with those things being said and having those resources available, then it's time to also think about therapy. Like like Z said, have those therapist numbers available. Have it better help. Like I've been in situations where individuals don't want to talk to anybody, but I've been able to give them those those resources where they can text the therapist because they don't want to talk or figure out a different vehicle for them to get that type of support be it journaling or what have you or right whatever to try to at least give options so that that person knows what may be available to them when that time comes um and it's a great addition you know to any type of therapy but the one thing about this that i will say is key is not all therapy is the same um my background is in therapy and psychology and all that stuff. And there's so many different types of therapy that can be delivered based on the type of situation that you are in. There is a trauma-based therapy practice that is trauma-focused, cognitive behavioral therapy, which hones in on what the, the impetus and the, re- the source of where this trauma may come from. And those things may take years to get through. This is not something you're going to go to the therapist and be like, okay, I'm broke, fix me. I don't understand why I'm traumatized because a lot of times your brain has put you in such a way to to be in survivor mode that you've blocked those things out. But your actions are indicative that there has been some trauma bonding going on in your life. And, you know, there's other areas of, of therapy looking at survivors and then what comes with survivor abuse and the residual things and the, um, the PTSD that can come from that. Um, and th- those are key when you're starting to look for, if you're trying to provide support for the, your loved ones, looking for those types of therapists. And most survivors of, of, of these type of trauma-bonded relationships at some point have all contemplated trying to leave their relationship before it finally ends. But we all know because of the trauma bonding and the abuse and the verbal and emotional and manipulation and the gaslighting, that doesn't... All the best intentions cannot always be executed when you think they should be. You know, you have to set realistic expectations. You have to plan. And then that's also something as a friend that you may be able to have. Help develop some sort of exit plan, strategy, and have that on deck should that person be like, okay, I'm ready to leave. And now you have some resources where that person can kind of be like, okay, I get it. Maybe I can think of different reasons to prevent them from going back which is oftentimes how trauma bonding continues because 
you are so bonded to that person when you try to back away you don't think you have anything to offer you can't do anything for yourself so you go right back to the person and be like my life was better even though it wasn't with this person but at least it was consistent at least i had a place to live or what have you you know so you know a lot of the therapy that comes with this because there's so many different types there's um a lot of things can come out of it that you may not be expecting um, but these take time and it usually will change the dynamics of your relationship with yourself or the former abuser um and then but understand that there's like z said it can end and you can move on and you can have post-traumatic growth from all of this but it still may be there and healing is possible you just try to understand where you are how valuable you are having your support system and understanding that you know it's not your fault if you're in these trauma bonding relationships which i think a lot of times people stay in because they're like well it's my fault i'm here so i'm just gonna take it i put up with it for so long right i don't deserve anything else so i'm just gonna stay with this person because like they said no one else is gonna want me so i'm gonna stay with the person who claims they do and then that's a whole cycle that we talked about earlier and just trying to get out of that but as friends i think you know if you're even seeing this and hearing this just have something else also possibly developed or on the side or put away for your friends that may be dealing with these trauma bonding situations right and and i'll say one thing you don't was not helpful in situations like this is like i told you to leave that person a long time ago that's not helpful those kinds of conversations and statements are not really helpful because you have to understand the psyche of that individual. And that is not, uh, unless you're a therapy or a licensed therapist or a, a social worker or something that's trained in it, that is not something that you'll ever be under able to understand. And don't try to get your friend to be like, yes. why did you, like, don't be accusatory, don't be judgmental. You know, why did you stay there? Why would you, if it was me, I could never, those types of statements and conversations are not very helpful and actually could cause your friend to go back or second guess, start to second guess the decision they made and and, and themselves because it's just like, well, see, he told me or she told me that, that I didn't have support on the outside of this relationship. And look, right. You know. Just, just meet people where they're at. Give them a lot of grace and empathy and love. You know, and that's going to go a long way. Um, but let's go ahead and take a quick break and come back with our last of the day. And we're back. So this is the last of the tea with your hood Dalai Lama. I am your hood Dalai Lama. Uh, here is the last sip. Many survivors have such profound deficiencies in self-protection that they can barely imagine themselves in a position of agency or choice. The idea of saying no to the emotional demands of a parent, spouse, lover, or authority figure may be practically inconceivable. Thus, it is not uncommon to find adult survivors who continue to minister to the needs of those who once abused them and who continue to permit major intrusions without boundaries or limits. Adult survivors may nurse their abusers in illness, defend them in adversity, and even in extreme cases, continue to submit to their sexual demands. And that is from Judith Judith Lewis Herman, Trauma and Recovery, The Aftermath of Violence, um, From Domestic Abuse to Political Terror. So um, that is definitely, I think, the key that we've been um, turning, (laughs) so to speak, this whole uh, episode where just understand that trauma bonding is so deep that you that somebody who's getting abused will continue to be at service of service to their abuser and may not even understand why but it is because they have been bonded to this person because of the trauma that they have experienced through and in this relationship so again just meet people where they are show empathy love and grace if you are someone who is in a trauma bonding situation you know, I will pray for you. You know, Natalie and I are here for you. You can always DM us. Um, and, you know, just we pray for you to get the strength to leave because um, we know it's not easy. Um, it's never easy. Uh, and 
you know, if you have someone that you know is in a trauma bonding situation and you need resources or want Natalie and I to provide some more um, insight, you know, DM us as well. We're always here and willing to share whatever knowledge we have with you guys. Well said, well said. And thank you all for joining us this week on Sip and Tea with Nat and Z. You can follow us on Sip and Tea underscore Nat and Z underscore pod and on Facebook at Sip and Tea Nat and Z. To get information on upcoming podcast topics, guests, and news, thanks for listening. And since October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, catch us next episode where we discuss further into the intimate partner violence situation. Everyone be safe out there. Let us know um, how, your thoughts on this uh, particular podcast and give us some feedback. And I hope you found it was helpful and be safe. Have a great week. <laughs>